talk to you about uh, our new Joseph Rauch Foundation interactive data visualization tool that we've been developing over the last two years, and along with that, the challenges that we've faced with that, with it along the way, and who it's for, and all that kind of thing. So, what I'm going to cover is the aim of Joseph Rauch Foundation's data strategy, the method behind creating this new initiative we've uh, made, um, the result what we hope from it in the future, and then I'll give you a brief demonstration of what we have. So for those of you who don't know Joseph Rauchy Foundation, we're a leading organization in our field of social research, and we commission research in three main areas, poverty, um, place and neighborhoods, and our in society. So we recently designed a data strategy plan for ourselves, and one of the aims is to become the place to get the facts about poverty, place, and aging society. Um, we're trusted and reliable and well-known, so we're ideally placed um, to provide these kind of, um, this kind of information to a broad audience. Uh, we want to present the data so it can be easily understood, shared and reused, um, as I said, with a wide audience, to draw attention to social policy questions and to complement our monitoring uh, poverty and social exclusion report, which is like a state of the nation poverty report that we've produced for the last 16 years. Um, in a row, it's like the main reference tool for poverty in the UK. It's annual, and every second year we do country-specific ones for um, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Um, so this is the, a lot of the graphs and information um, on the data strategy are also in our monitoring poverty report, um, but there are additional ones as well um, to add to the richness of it. So I'll talk about the method behind creating it. Um, the, the time while it's been talked about for ages, the time frame has actually, um, it's taken two years to actually get it um, get it live and get it launched. And after trustee, our trustees agreed the budget for this program a couple of years ago, um, that's when my role was developed and I came in as a program manager at Joseph Rancher Foundation, but not on a specific theme like most people, all the other program managers are, I'm, just, I'm a stats person, cross-cutting across all three to try and help develop this data strategy. Um, so we started off having content meetings, internal internal meetings with poverty place and agent society experts to see what kind of information they thought we needed um, and ideas from them about how to visualise it. Um, we then had external meetings with key stakeholders. And this was, as I said, it's for a broad audience, so this is one of our challenges, was how many people we needed to appeal to. So key users are um, academics, government departments, policy makers, journalists, MPs, um, general media, students, general public. It's very broad, so we had um, lots of meetings with all different kinds of people to think about the best way that we could make it appealing to many different people. And the outcome was that we agreed 100 um, indicators so to produce clear, coherent, and often they're often interrelated, so they're not set in the, the three fields of poverty, place, and age of society, because so many are interrelated, and under one heading, um, GRF data. Um, one feature that came out of the meetings that we decided to keep was that all, um, all the data was presented as official statistics. Um, we, we might include other, that we might go and use more things like um, unsigned society or trust or trust with food banks and that kind of thing, but at the moment it's all um, official before we um, kick it off. So the method behind creating our new initiative, the second slide, um, with our web design partner we've developed a system to enter and display the indicators and relevant information to them. We decided after thinking 
along that Marlon trying to get various different things and visiting people such as Guardian Data Blog and people like that, we decided to use Google Fusion, so we learned that as our data platform. Um, unfortunately, this is a challenge as well, it hasn't developed as much as we thought it would have done in the last two years, so we're actually um, looking around to see what other um, systems and tools we could use and backing up all our data so we're ready to move if Google Fusion goes tomorrow, that's the other thing. Um, and the first batch of pages have been uploaded and designed and they're, they're up there now, they got launched at the end of December last year. And So we're doing what well, we're doing external testing at the moment in five locations throughout the UK and um, people coming in um, from all our different branches of Joe's Branch Foundation to come and see how easy it is to use this device. So the result is a brand new area of our website. Uh, we actually launched 120 pages in, in December. It's an invaluable, reliable, and interactive reference tool. Um, as I said, it's for policymakers, academics, non-monetary organisations, journalists, and interested members of the public. We've got uh, an email address too, so you can contact us if you want more information about anything. Um, and whether you're a statistician or someone with limited numeracy skills, which is obviously across the board useful if we want to appeal to all these different groups, we need, uh, we need people to be able to understand what it's showing people with all different backgrounds. So on each page, and I'll show you um, a few pages in a minute, we have an interactive graph and map that you can hover over and see the different points on it. A graph or map, sorry. We have a paragraph underneath that we've written to give our interpretation of what the data shows if, you're, if, you're, if you don't want to take it from the picture alone. Uh, we have a data download feature so you can take the data away behind the graph or map. We have an embed code so you can take that code and pop it straight into your own website or blog. Um, we have, you can save the image, so you can easily save it and pop it into a PowerPoint presentation and it pops up looking just like that with the source underneath and everything is very easy to use. And on each page we also have a link to the relevant work, um, work areas and other um, graphs or maps within JRF data that might be relevant. Um, also proving to be a challenge, but we're keeping up to it at the moment. All the data will always be up to date, that's also a key, a really important feature. And as and when the new data becomes available, we, we're updating it. So, so far since December, a third of them have actually been updated. The text has changed. Most of them will be, the rest of them will be updated in July when households with average income data comes out. Uh, so the future of JRF data, as, as I said at the moment, we are doing all kinds of um, testing, internal and external. We're doing training workshops, people coming in to get trained in that, um, just internal people really, how to use it all. We are developing a marketing and dissemination plan with our communications team, um, working out how to link it into other data sites and um, different media methods, so linking it to different um, newspaper sites and everything, so it can take you straight there. And we have a new JRF data officer who is working on this now full, full time. Um, in the long term, we are maintaining it as it is and updating it all as and when it becomes available. We're also been developing and enhancing it and we're developing a strategy of how to increase pages because about what's happened, which we didn't anticipate since we launched it. We get about 10 requests for different pages every day, more information that people want. Um, that's not counting the, the information that program managers within Jersey Branch Foundation want to put up there. And improving and updating 
what we already have. So we want to get more data visualization choices up there so you could take more than a map or a graph, you could take a picture instead perhaps, um, perhaps a video. And, and anyway, we're in the middle of redesigning our um, GERF website, so it's going to be more um, central um, to the main website. So let's try and take a look. Um, so this is the home page for it. You can see we've got um, the box where you can find your indicator, and it's got some examples underneath of what you could have clicked. But lots of small screen on small screens, you can get a general idea. It's, if you go to our actual website, there's a, um, a link on the left-hand side that says GRF data, so you can go straight to there. Um, so you can search by tags. So if I open one, uh, pension and poverty rate over time. If the graph comes up, you can hover over the graph to see different points. The source is underneath. You can, if you wanted to tweet it, the strap line just underneath the title, that is what the tweet, tweet will say. It says it's what the headline is the story. It's not the title of my pension of poverty at the time, but it says um, pension of poverty after housing curl. And uh, we have our little explanation of what it means, and then related data, related links that you can get to. And underneath the graph, you can see there's a save as an image and bed code, or you get the data, and data goes straight to Google Fusion, which gives you an Excel table. Let's show you the other two types. Attainment age 11 in Wales by local authority. You can click in different local authorities and it'll tell you the information that you can get. Let's show you one last one before I finish. It's always fiddly using a computer. So I've got time for benefits here. We have our web team are working on the app and giving us analytics and everything from it, looking at how many people use different functions, and it's really interesting different types of users using different functions. That's here. And it's the same as the live graph. You can hover over and it tells you what the different results are. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.